Midday Grind with Martin Kilcoin and Charlie Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590thefan.com. I do like do you, do you? What are you doing? Why are you laughing? <laughs> we're just, Chuck and I are just having a little conversation. It's no, stupid. listen. It's stupid. For the it's people all, out it's there, fine. It's totally Justin fine. Sipes, Monster Jam, great dude. Pooh. Pooh. I'm excited liked, about it. I don't think you like that question. Well, why is it on the It's on the well, sheet. On the fact sheet. I know. He didn't put it out. It was some Q&A that he did at some point, and I was flipping through it. I thought, that's interesting. Why was his nickname Pooh? That'd be fun to get to. And before I could, Charlie did, and then he seemed to not like it. Then I was like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't have asked him. Oh, he was fine with it. Uh, Doug's prison wall chiming in fast food restaurants on the east side, also called Frank Poo, but for different reasons. That's a good text. (laughs) I like that one. And also, this gentleman on the text line, 314, thinks Justin Sipes looks like a younger Matthew McConaughey. I saw Rick and Keel. I can see Matthew McConaughey. As well, both compliments. I was I was looking and saying he looks like somebody who is it, and I was thinking Brian Bowringer. I didn't the Ant Keel, and then you showed him a picture of Ant Keel in the break. And he said he didn't see it, but no one I admits see to seeing it though. If someone says you look like someone, I feel like most of the time they're going to say no. That person. People always say, and this is a random reference. There's a Chicago news anchor who's older than me. I'm 36. He's probably 50, 55, but he does look exactly like me. And I'll have friends in Chicago who take screenshots. And when I was covering the World Series, Cubs and Indians back in the day, Ron Majors. No, I'm that walking around. I'm walking ago, around. Back in the day, yeah, three years ago. I'm walking around Wrigley, and people are thinking that I'm this guy. What's his name? I'll look him up. All okay. right, end of the day, he's got a challenge there. Who is the Chicago newscaster that looks like Chuck Marlowe? Mike North. But my point is, I actually agree. I do look like him. Jim Mariotti. Hey, Midday Grind, getting to all the hot topics here. Coveted hour on 590 The Fan. Uh, some housekeeping tomorrow. We're going to be at Hot Shots yes. in Fenton. In fact, the station's going to be hanging out at Hot Shots in Fenton through 4 o'clock from 10 a.m. till 4 That's p.m. That's what I'm told. They're kicking off the Anheuser-Busch opening day ticket giveaway. We're giving stuff away. Paul Goldschmidt and Manny Machado on the same field at the same time at Bush Stadium. They're hosting the Padres. Oh, I was like, wait a minute. What did I miss here? Get off Twitter for a couple of hours. You missed ah, a big headline, big traded. trade. Uh, also, news of the day. This is Jason Witten leaving the broadcast booth, going back to the Cowboys. Was that decision prompted by ESPN saying, "Dude, you uh, you still got it. You should you, go back on the field. You might want to play. You might want to play football." Man, Antonio Gates is still playing. You could totally still play. I hate to be mean because I'm a horrible broadcaster, TV and radio, but man. Watching and listening to that Monday Night Football broadcast, it just was not very good. Work earlier. Kelsey's on the edge, protecting. But Ibukam was able to see the- Oh, I just feel bad for the dude. He seems like a really nice guy. Absolutely. Hey, go back on the field. The Cowboys, up-and-coming team. You got Zeke. You got Dak. They need a nice tight end there. They picked up Amari Cooper. Go win yourself a Super Bowl. Now you're ESPN. What are you doing on Monday night? Because you got Booger driving around in a little car on the sideline. <laughs> I love that, by the way. Is that gonna... that blocks the view of people with really good seats? <laughs> but no, they put a monitor on the back. Do you, did they? Yeah. I'd be oh so my pissed. God. Do you keep that thing together and say now we just got to replace Witten, or do you say all right, we got to 
Go to Kurt Warner. Just start fresh. Get a fresh name. Manning. I think Kurt Warner's the answer. Yeah. He's doing radio right now, and he always said with his kids that were younger, he didn't want to miss out on Friday night football Saturday. This is perfect. You could probably still do your Sunday. Maybe you get out of the – maybe you just leave the NFL Network and just travel on a Sunday, but what do the they, games Monday let's night. Let's just say they named Kurt Warner Monday, the new lead analyst for Monday Night Football. That first game, that first Monday night, how do they – Recognize him. Former St. Louis Ram quarterback. Former Ram quarterback. What's his title? Hall of Fame quarterback, Kurt Warner. <laughs> Arizona Cardinals, St. Louis Ram. Giants. New York Giants. Yeah. Jason Witten, though. Congratulations. Have you ever have you ever well, seen... What are you congratulating him for? <laughs> back in the, back back in the, the NFL. Yeah, Congratulations for getting out of the booth. <laughs> but my point is this. Can you remember... To us. Can you remember... Can you remember a... A professional athlete who was really well liked. And is he a Hall of Famer, right? Probably. Close to, or yeah. a Hall of Famer. Everybody is. But man, Except the reputation <laughs> and the, the and the Q rating hit that he took going from the most likable right. Dallas Cowboys, good looking dude, America's team, everybody loved him. And then twenty games in the booth and you go on Twitter and people are just destroying this man. But I don't think you dislike him. I understand that. I mean, he's still likable. But he was a punchline. Right. His broadcasting career didn't quite work out, but I don't think you hate him. You know, it's not like that. But it is an embarrassing, for a guy who had it all going his way, it was certainly a blip. And Tony Romo, I think a lot of people who didn't like him, even Cowboy fans didn't like him. But because of the broadcasting, it swung the other way. Like, whatever his popularity was or his cue was, it just went whoosh. Totally in the other direction. It's gone too far, though. Now when people are saying that Tony Romo was the MVP of the Super Bowl because of the way he predicted plays. Come on now. I, I agree. Right? It's like everything. I it, get it. It's cool. But come on now. Let's not uh, it's, overstep. It's overstated, which is what we do when we take it to the bank. Triad Bank brings you Take It to the Bank Thursdays. Triadbanking.com is the website. They're located in Frontenac, Missouri. All right, we interrupt this live. Because <laughs> Chuck, Chuck has a picture. Chuck keeps showing you his phone. And he it's wants his, you to bring this it's up. It's his doppelganger. Alan Krzyzewski. Dershowitz. Alan Krzyzewski. Very well-known and popular Chicago news anchor. How do you spell that last Don't name? you think he looks, looks like, like me? He, it, I got to say. 20 years from now, right? The match game, it, it's a very good oh, replica. Oh, wow. This is a good one. 20 years from now. That's me. Kind of everybody, spell it out so people can look it up. W L S Chicago. I should book him and just say, "Hey, we got a guy who looks like you. You want to hop on?" Alan, common spelling, Krzyzewski, K R A S H E S K Y. And I'm telling you, multiple times, people thought I was this guy up in Chicago. It's it's really good. You're Rick Ankiel, Justin Sipes, the monster truck driver. Yeah, my. Dexter Fowler, Paul George, eh, not That's bad. That's a good one. Uh, Yours is that. No. Derek Gould, Mike Schilt. I don't think Paul George, Dex Fowler is uh, very good, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think it's just because they're both professional is athletes. Is that because Martin came up with it? You don't like it? No, I will give credit where credit's due. I think the beard a little bit, the, their hairline. I think it, look, give it a closer look. But this one, Alan Krzyzewski, is this dead is very on. very good. In fact, if he gets like bounced at LS, he's out of work, we'll just have him come in and start doing sports at night and see if anybody notices. 
So I'm out of a job? Yeah. All I'm right. just saying in that scenario. So Triad Bank is located. It could be Chuck and second Chuck. And he can be second Chuck. <laughs> Chuck and Chuck. <laughs> Getting back to Triad Bank, though. Three, two, and one. Welcome back. Midday Grind brought to you this hour by Triad Bank, located in Frontenac, right there on Clayton Road, one block west of Lindbergh. On the web, it's triadbanking.com. St. Louis-based bank. And what that means, if you're a business owner, you're looking to expand your business, you head in there and you're talking to them about a loan. The decisions that are being made are here in St. Louis. Instead of meeting with somebody at their desk, like, um, just hold on a second. I'll make a quick call over here. Yeah, hi, what these guys. They're calling New York. They're calling L.A. That sucks. Do business in St. Louis. It's Triad Bank in Frontenac. Been there since 2005. Something that's annoying when we do the comparison game and not just the match game. <laughs> Something that's annoying coming up. <laughs> Is when you always compare someone's, someone's career. And I understand coaches hate this. Who does he remind you of? We all say it, right? But it gives the viewer, it gives the listener sort of a gauge on what kind of player we have. I'll never forget, a couple of years ago, Chris Carrawell was our guest at the Marquette Golf Tournament. And we're sitting there talking Marquette basketball, and this stud recruit is coming, Henry Ellenson. And I said, everybody's excited, Chris. What can you tell us about Henry Ellenson? I said, is he going to be, you know, like a Dirk? You know, we're hearing that he's a, a big guy that can shoot some threes. He said, no, I, I wouldn't say he's like a Dirk. That's he, that's that's probably a little too much. He's probably more like Kevin Durant. And I went, and I dropped the microphone, <laughs> and I said, holy crap, did you just say he's not quite like Dirk? He's like yeah. someone better. He's like Kevin Durant. I thought I had overstated it then with Dirk, and he's like, no, I, w I wouldn't say Dirk. I'm like, oh, okay, it's probably more like a Durant. I'm like, holy crap. Aren't they also kind of the same type of player, to yes. be fair? Yeah, yes. 6'11 yes. guys who can handle and shoot. Okay, so here I, we go, Rocchio. So I bring this up. <laughs> we have like an NBA buzzer. Like We loosely <laughs> loosely reference the NBA. Like Rocchio's like, hold on. <laughs> Did you say NBA? No, no, Martin said NRA. Okay, I think you said, oh, okay. Steph Curry. God, this is such a good song. Come on, Fox let's go. NBA we, we, we stopped doing this like a year ago, didn't we? Well, we we, it have. was during the NBA playoffs, and we were talking more NBA. We kind of take a break. Yes. But what we do that's really annoying, besides this one hour of radio, is we always compare people. And I think Frank and I are struggling with this Jordan Bennington. Whose career is he? You know, is he can't say he's Kurt Warner. He's played soon. 20 games. He's 15, we need two context, and one. though. But does it remind it's he's probably not Kurt Warner. I think that's fair in terms of career impact. He's probably not Bo Hart, which means he probably will have no, a he's, little... he's not like Kurt Warner. He's a lot like Lou Gehrig, actually. Came right, in yeah. midseason and became Martin, you're way off. He doesn't remind me at all of Kurt Warner. <laughs> I'd say he's more like, oh, boy, I don't know, maybe Dominic Hoshik. What? <laughs> With all due respect, how do you know that he won't have a Kurt Warner-like impact? You what don't. if he? What if he leads... The Blues to their first ever Stanley Cup. That'd be cool. And again, I'm not predicting that. I hope that's the case. Strict but I feel like it. I feel like right now, why don't we let him play it out for a while? Correct. And that's what every coach would say. You know what? I don't really want to compare him. He's his own guy. He's his own person. But the stunning nature of his arrival and his success, you can't help but sort of think about it. I was going to compare him to like a Vince Coleman who got called up. It was in the middle of the Cardinals season. In 85, and he gets called up, and all of a sudden he just takes off, and you're like, God, this guy's unbelievable. Where did he come from? Well, they just called him up and just ignited an entire team. To be fair, Henry Ellenson, now he is 22. 
He's averaging six and a half points per game right now. On the Knicks? And four and a half rebounds. Where'd he go to college? For the Knicks. So I think it's fair because right now he is like Dirk in Dirk's final year of his career as a 40-year-old who's kind of uh, That's a cheap shot. Where'd he go to to college? It's a cheap shot. Marquette's going. What school did he go to? Well, we already established that. Dirk. It's worth mentioning again. Dirk, by the way, cue the NBA music because I didn't realize we we're going to talk NBA. Dirk, who lost his first NBA Finals to the Heat, uh, led by Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade basketball who made a circus shot last night in his final year playing in the NBA after being at Marquette. Well, he's actually four. said it's his final year. Okay, we're that, treating Dirk like he's retiring, and he's never said he's going to retire. So <laughs> the farewell tour for Dirk Nowitzki continues, and everybody's like, Doc Rivers the other night. Stop the, stop the game so that the, the Clippers the microphone. can give him a proper salute. Everybody loves Dirk. Like, great career. Great guy. Good, good for you. Last night, he reiterated, <laughs> I'm not really sure if I'm retiring. I never said I was retiring. Let me see how my body feels. I might want to come back and be a part of this younger team and kind of have fun with these guys. So is it really a farewell tour? No. They're pushing him out the door. Which, the, which Doesn't that make you want to stay more if you're Dirk Nowitzki? All these people saying, hey, this is great. Your last year, last All-Star game, last appearance in this building. You know, I think I'm going to come back now, actually. Just, Charlie to, just to embarrass you a little bit. 12.45, like, hey, Mike Schultz on the line. Hey, Mike, what's going on? Like, Guys, just want to congratulate you on your show. I, I hear you leaving. Congratulations. Great show. And you're like, what? Wait oh, a second. Thanks. What? <laughs> Dirk well, Nowitzki. I just want to see how my body feels after today. Dirk has played 30 games total. He's only started three. He's playing 12.6 minutes per game, and it seems like it's always the last four minutes of the game when that team is up 20 or down 20. Wow. And he's averaging five and a half points. Love Dirk Nowitzki. It seems like this is kind of so the last Dirk is actually, while we are remembering and thanking Dirk, he's paying tribute to Martin by being a 2020 player in maybe his last year in the NBA. Correct. Okay. He gets in when they're down 20 or they're up 20. What a great player, though. Just a different type of player, too, right? Coming from from Europe, seven feet tall but can shoot it. Rockio. Name you, a guy. This, this name is a guy. Like Strickland on Wikipedia. What, you, know what I'm saying is Dirk name Nowitzki's a guy like Germany. Dirk before Dirk. There's guys that are like Dirk now, but there's nobody that was like Dirk really before Dirk. Am I no. wrong on that? No, and he kind of helped revolutionize the NBA because before Dirk was here, six ten players shooting threes wasn't a thing, and now over the last you know six or seven years they've gone from shooting like three thousand total as a group to five thousand already all this season. Now. The NBA has been brought up rock and take the last incredible. Minutes. How tall was Tony Kukoc? Because I'm just like he was seven, the Croatian one. sensation, one of my favorite players. I'm going to say up. he was listed at six eleven. That's right. my guess. But I'm saying, what was his game when he came over? What was his expectation? Wasn't it big guy six ten one ninety two? So he's listed. I at. thought he was more about just like good passing vision and saw you know touch around the rim. Not necessarily not as good a shooter as Dirk, yeah, but he was also though a bigger guy who would launch it. Yes. And, 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 but you have like those random games. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Manute Bull had that game where he hit like seven threes. Don't you remember that game? The Manute Bowl 7-3 game. Look, here's... Uh, Hoff, there's not enough time. There's not enough time. <laughs> here's Tony Kukoc. Hold on, hold on. Before the end of the show, before the end of the show, if you could, just find the clip. You do this to yourself. I, I need a clip, and it's from the movie Airplane. Can't help it. And it's the little guy, Johnny Jacobs, who runs around the whole time. He's real like the annoying little guy, and he'll say, ooh, did you see Pennies is having a sale when the paper would actually say, you know, hundreds die. He was a little weird guy that would just drop in lines, and at one of them, he says, can I leave the oven on? Can I please have that clip for Matt Rocchio? Tony Kukoc. Yeah, he shot three. Yeah, he did. Best years. 
One season, he had basically 20 points, six assists, and six boards. Another year, 98-99, 19 points per game, five assists, seven rebounds. That's pretty darn but good. But I'm saying he was kind of a three-point guy for a bigger guy when yeah, he I came mean, over. He had a couple seasons where he shot uh, about three, or, three and four a game. And that, I mean, that was in the late 90s to early 2000s. It was revolutionary at the time, too. Career 335, three-point shooter, not too bad. Yeah, three, I think three geez, Chuck auditioned for a job at 101 because he's reading a lot of stats well, over here. What? It's funny you say that. <laughs> you got What was his uh, VORP and FIP? and Top of the hour, you know what happens then? Fast Eddie's doors open at 1 o'clock. On the weekends, they open at 11, seven days a week. Fast Eddie's in Alton, Illinois, the place to be for great food, great fun, great place to hang out. I think Chuck and Janie May and I are going up there this weekend. She's got to stay in the car, of course. I'll bring her out. Bring her out. It'll yeah. be cold. People love baby. I Fine. think, you know what, we could probably get a waiver from Eddie. He oh, knows. I think with, with little kids, the whole 21 thing, I mean, if you go into a sports bar with a baby and you sit down and your baby's sitting there, you give her the bottle and you have a beer. I mean, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? I'm sure not. Hey, what's going on, Martin's Eddie? You talking about bringing babies up here now? <laughs> well, no. I uh, We sent that. sick people there. <laughs> now we're sending babies there. Why don't you stick to that Stravenger thing you're talking about? That's My cool. baby would be the most popular Absolutely. human being 100%. at that bar and every place that she goes. People love her, okay? 100%. Fast Eddie's. If you're looking to watch your calories, Chuck, you can do peel and eat shrimp. That's fine. If you want to have a nice hearty meal, get that half-pound fat Eddie burger we're talking about. I think it's about two thirty, two dollars thirty cents for a half pound burger with cheese. The prices haven't changed in years. Neither has the quality. Great food, fun times all day long. Live music seven days a week. Fast Eddie's Bon Air. The tradition continues in Alton, Illinois. One other blues note, and I can only imagine the try I'd take it to the bank text line today should be. Do you guys know your mics are on? Oh, that should be the text. <laughs> this is a good text right here. This is a good text. Have you been hanging out with Plowsy? <laughs> no. I'm just in a good mood. I'm in a good mood today. I'm always in a good mood. Great radio today on 590. Talk about <laughs> talk about match game with a guy nobody in St. Louis knows. That's why I listen. Look him up. That's from our guy. Google. Driver Joe. You got time later today. Alan Krzyzewski. It's an assignment. Alan Krzyzewski out of Chicago. A lot of people weighing in on Bennington. Who is he? Who can you compare Jordan Bennington Vince to? Coleman. Splashback says Jordan okay. Bennington is more like the next Dos Equis guy. Most interesting yeah. man in the world. Zebo's wrestling buddy says, so Bennington will get run over by a Zamboni in a couple of years comparing him to Vince Coleman. That you uh, brought up. How about this? The start of Bennington's career reminds me of Mark the Bird Fidrich back in 1976. Guy came from nowhere to having the best start ever. That's from the angry cabbie. What about Luke Longley? He was the original Dirk. I'm going to have to say Luke Longley more of a He was more of a true straight center. up post. Yeah, I don't think he was. I mean, I'm sure he launched some threes, but I don't think that wasn't his game per se. Fair enough. Good text. Fair enough. Texters at 855-282-8255. Schnooks offers that deli special, which is in honor of the Blues. You can get a half pound lunch meat, another half pound of lunch meat, a half pound of Deli cheese, all of that for eight ninety nine. LGB proud supporters of your St. Louis Blues. That would be your neighborhood Schnooks, and they have expanded with the Schnooks nineteen. So we're at plus nineteen in in hockey jargon. There are nineteen more because they took over nineteen of the shop and save. So guaranteed, there's a Schnooks near you. Stop by and see them. Proud supporters of your 
St. Louis Blues. Time now for the end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to do this. Gotta say, I'm going through the airplane script right now, and the word oven is never used. Do you, was there another appliance? Oh, I tried you, stove. Oh, you know, this is, I misremembered. Maybe it was Joel Goldberg. He said, did I leave the iron on? Oh, oh my bad. I'm sorry. Uh, the word uh, iron's not used either. No, well, I'm, I mean, not in that line. context. I'll find it. Okay. You guys carry on. <laughs> Tomorrow's show. <laughs> It'll be big. We've got a lot, <laughs> We've got a lot Johnny to get Jacobs. to. Did I leave the iron on? No, I think it's the oven. Nah, I'll, I'll figure it out. Someone is saying a Tom Brady being a six-round pick. Hey, here's a fun story, Steve. Oh, good. We're, we're, we have stopped with Bennington comparisons to Warner. We're now comparing him to Tom Brady. To Tom Brady. We've scaled it back. A <laughs> uh, st- number of years ago, NBA TV, they had, uh, I think it was gr- maybe uh, Steve Smith, Kenny, the Jet Smith, Charles Barkley, and Steve Kerr, they just put them in a room and they told stories together. And um, Steve Kerr is a very good storyteller, as you can tell from his post-game press conferences. He had a story about uh, Tony Kukoc when he first entered the league in 1994. Here is said story. No, I was like Kenny. I just, you know, pasta, chicken, whatever. But I'll tell you a quick story about Tony Kukoc that when he came over to the NBA. First game of the season, I asked him if he wanted to go grab a bite to eat. It's about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, kind of, you know, four hours before the game. And he orders this feast. I mean, salad, appetizer, huge plate of pasta, chicken, glass of red wine, a dessert like tiramisu, and then he follows it up with an espresso. And I'm, I'm just in awe. I'm sitting there looking at him like, Tony, this is, this is your pregame meal? He goes, in Europe... We eat a lot. We drink a little wine. We have espresso. We go ho- back to hotel, take b- <laughs> Then we go. B- <laughs> <laughs> he just described Frank's afternoon. <laughs> now, wait, that's just Europe? <laughs> I guess so. At KSDK, we go, we eat go pasta, we eat stick. I got <laughs> <laughs> to run the sloop practice, and I got to do the five. <laughs> Which reminds me, uh, we ran our Dr. Chaffetz piece last night. If you missed it, it's at Fox 2 Now. Dot com went to Chicago, spent some time with him. And one of the Majera stories that'll be in the Sunday piece, but we didn't have time for all of it last night. He said after Billiken games, Chaffetz and Majerus and a group of people would go over to the hill. And he said there'd be like 10, 12 people. And they all get handed a menu by the waiter. And Majerus says, put those down. And he holds up the menu. He tells the waiter, we'll take one of everything and oh put it God. and he says pull that table over here he said i want everyone here to have a giant smorgasbord and help yourself but let's just have one of everything that's how they would eat he said we'd sit there for hours i've always wanted to do that i'm guessing shave it's paid for it so i've wanted to do it i just what didn't want to pay for it what is the nicest restaurant you think you could do that at and pay for it like, like financially away with it? yeah Oh, I think any it? restaurant. Oh, I mean, if you're going to buy one no, of everything, I mean you personally. Like how so much you, you could afford it? You could afford. Like, oh, I'm you not saying you're worth for... a billion. Uh, you're, you know, Doctor Shape. It's over here. Like, could you do like an Olive Garden or Wendy's Fridays? <laughs> There's a lot on the menu though. Olive Garden would be easy just because of the. I mean, I might be shooting a little high. Let's be honest; it might might be more like a Burger King. But like, I think I could. I think I could shoot for a Wendy's if I've been having a couple good months, Martin. It's a wow. Oh, nice. Oh, really? Wow. wow. Are you getting paid by the NBA take? <laughs> what if we find oh, out God, later? Oh, God. You know, the house I'd be in? Is that it? 
That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I kind of lost track. Was, was <laughs> my own little joke. That topic kind of petered out pretty quick. I mean, Applebee's. Well, they got a lot on the menu, though, Chuck. Kirkwood Pizzeria. When I, when I think of the 2011 World Series, <laughs> kind of would. I don't think of the Pools Homer or the Freeze game. I think of two things: Chuck passing out. We were about to go live, and Jose Okendo... At a medical was, incident. Right. And I'm being serious. Jose Okendo was really worried about it. He said they were watching us in the coach's room before the game and noticed Charlie like disappeared from the live show. They wouldn't have been able to see it on TV, No, though. but I think... They would have had to have seen it live because you actually couldn't tell on TV. Did, you just, did I come back, though, and wrap it up without I'm you? telling you, I've always said this. Now, this was a little bit before probably the hardcore Deadspin, Barstool, and all that. So, basically, when I started to feel really sick, there was video playing over me. Now, if that would have happened with me on television, I mean, there's some pretty bad clips out there. One of them, Mo Drummond and I always laugh about, is Bruce Smith. Have you seen the clip where Bruce Smith basically passes out <laughs> live on TV? Yeah. But you can see him falling down, this huge football player. For me, as I started to feel sick, there was video over me, so nobody actually saw me. Starting to tease. Maybe I'm maybe I'm misremembering. You always kind of uh, embellish everything. Oh, Kendall must have Never. been. I think oh, Kendall he was, was sitting on the bench. That's what it was. Okay, I forget if it was you or Joel. And then the other one is after every game in Texas, we would just all sit. Our big group would just sit over at Applebee's and crush appetizers at like midnight. Good Very times. Uh, real quick, uh, Coop Coach's uh, career earnings. What do you think it was in the NBA? Oh, that's a good call. Uh, let's see. How many years in the league? 10 Nine, to 12? Started in uh, the fall of 93, was done in the spring of 06. Lengthy career. Oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah that's I'm going to say I mean. something like $80 million. That's a good guess. I'll go a little under. I'll go 70. 61.4. The most he ever made in the year was nine. That was in the 03 or 04 season with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, we did. Uh, we, we broke new ground today. We talked Tony Kukoc. Uh, yes. Something never discussed before, ever, in any capacity. Uh, best and worst months. According to Ranker.com, the worst month is February. Saying uh, the pros, you. if Thank you're you. one of those who look forward to Valentine's Day, there's that. Also, if you get President's Day off, you only work 19 days in February. Uh, the cons, thick of winter, short days, cold weather, still kind of far from spring. Valentine's Day is only for people in love. So if you're not in love, it's just a sad day. So there you go. But also... Second worst month, January. I don't think guys really look forward to Valentine's Day. Am I wrong? Even if you're married or have a girlfriend and all that, it's a great day and it's fun. You get the gifts. You go out to dinner. But I think women <laughs> it's, look it's forward great. It's, it's a great day. to Valentine's Day. We don't look forward to it. Off okay, but my point is, no, this is a sports show. A lot of guys listening. Guys look forward to football season and March Madness <laughs> and opening day and the World Series. And gambling. And gambling. And the holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, to eat, watch football. I just don't think a lot of guys are like, man, I can't wait for Valentine's Day. Happy March Madness, everybody. <laughs> Happy March Madness. Thank you for Happy support. Happy Masters. <laughs> uh, catfish. <laughs> catfish. Thank you for support. The other day, we, we coined the phrase, uh, there's Mardi Gras this weekend. Mardi Gras, your, your holiday. Martin. Oh, thank you. He <laughs> wants to know uh, what events there would be at, at Mardi Gras. Uh, he thought wet blanket bingo, indifference, <laughs> charades. My idea. Remembering stories. Misremembering stories. My idea would be um, you know, you'd probably drink on Mardi Gras. There's a raffle for who gets to drive you home. Because you would be Strickland, yeah. Charlie, Martin's mom. Yeah. Like you roll the dice. <laughs> but I think your mom would be the overwhelming favorite. However, after my workout yesterday, I'm pulling out of the parking lot here, and who do I see on Manchester? It was actually Martin 
driving his mom. How about that? Thank you. For a change. Thank you. So Thank you. nice. What Thank a son. You. My mom and I yourself. lunch. Yeah, no, I'm a great son. Where did you have lunch at? <laughs> we actually went to Crushed Red in Kirkwood. Ooh, that's Ooh, so good. good. That's a good place. Crushed Red. Now let me let me let me say. Who say it? They're known for the salads. Their plate of hummus and the breads mm, and the little that. crackers they That's roll good. out there, awesome. Let's go right now and just misremember a bunch of stories. I'll go. <laughs> good pizza as well. I get that Cobb salad. They chop it all up. Oh, a little warm chicken on there. Absolutely. Woo. Um, hey I'm, Ma, you got any cash? Because I forgot my wallet. Is that the uh, Welcome Back Cobber? It is. Oh, I go there a lot. Named by Jover. <laughs> I always like how, and I'm trying to see if maybe Manny Machado's has one. I can't see it, but when athletes sign big deals, they're always kind of like weird clauses. And here we go. I just found it. Uh, so on Manny Machado's contract, he gets a hotel suite on every road trip, and he has the right to purchase premium tickets at Petco Park. And you see this in a lot of big contracts. Like, hey, they get a right to buy a box or whatever. If you were a pro athlete, you're signing a big deal. What's going to be your contract clause? Like the one thing you get access to that no one else does. That's a great question. Good parking spot. <laughs> or we're being realistic here. Or you're, pretending that we're actually Major League Baseball players. And also do Fox 2. You mean in your in your own world? Yeah, how about like, Fox 2 and as an athlete? I think one thought would be like a private office, but I enjoy the banter. Sometimes we have a few too many visitors. Wow. That's the thing. You always heard about with Barry Bonds that he would have multiple lockers and people said, oh, he's not a great teammate and all that, but apparently he had a lot of memorabilia autographed and all that. I think in a, in a clubhouse, you do want to be one of the boys. Even if you're the superstar getting $30 million a year, you kind of want to be one of the guys. You know what I would honestly say would be a makeup artist? Because people are like, dude, you looked orange tonight. And like, well, I just ran down to the ballpark. I came back. Like, dude, your hair's standing straight up. It would be nice if you could just get somebody to powder you on the way out. If there was a perk available, I would take that. How about an unlimited clothing allowance? Yeah. Nice suits, new ties, fresh shirts, Tracks tailored shoes. Oh, shoes. Is shoes covered by that? That's what I'm saying. All right. that, that's a nice perk right there. Did you ever have clothing allowance? They used to do it back in the day. This is what's crazy. My first job where I made nothing probably was eligible for government assistance if I really looked it up, but I was too prideful not to do that. We got a $300 yearly clothing allowance. And since then, I've never gotten that at any other station. We also got free monthly haircuts at a legit haircut place where you also got that nice scalpel massage. But it wasn't like the... The orchids, <laughs> the orchid spot down there. It in, uh, wasn't Jupiter. the UP orchids. It was not uh, the Bob Craft spot. Oh, uh, what was the question? Uh, I don't remember. Manny Machado. I mentioned Perks. Mardi Gras. I should say you should buy your tickets to Blues Alumni. That's tailmardigras.org. Yes. That's the end of the day. That is the end of the day. Hot Shots tomorrow. Yes. TMA Hot Shots March 7th for the Doug Vaughn uh, giveaway for dinner with Doug and three people. Raffle will Determine who gets to go to trivia, and you get to win through trivia. Hot shots in O'Fallon, Illinois, Martin. And then we have Milty, who yep. is the STL tax attorney. Yes, if you are currently sideways with the IRS and you have years of unfiled tax returns, keeping you up at night. If you're facing tax liens, bank levies, or wage garnishments, you know what? You should contact former Department of Justice Tax Division Attorney Mark Milton at stltaxlawyer.com. Mark Milton provides a local and holistic approach to tax resolution. Don't be sucked into the out-of-town tax resolution groups you hear on the TV and the radio. Mark lives and works right here in the Kirkwood area. If you have IRS problems, visit stltaxlawyer.com today. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements.
You know what today was? Good show. It Weird. was a, it was one of my favorite shows. It's probably one of the worst shows. Like if Jason Barrett were grading it, we'd get an F. I have to say, but I, I have actually to say think it's one of my favorite shows we've ever done. I think done. it was a bad show. Did he used to Do great really? shows? Wow. Wow. <laughs> really? Well, it was very disjointed. What's wrong with that? But that was fun, wasn't it? No, it was fun. All right, if you could text in real quick, bad or good, I'll read later. I'll, I'll put it on Twitter. I'll ch- good or bad. <laughs> did was today did show Barrett good? used to grade shows? No, the guy before him, Rob Weingarten, after the shows, we'd go through each hour, whether you gave it like a 6 to 10, 7 to 10, he would ask us what we thought the first hour. I'm like, I don't even remember the first hour. How about that's this? Weird. 10 out of 10 for effort. No, but Maybe, no, I think that's no. the problem. I think effort was low, but the product was I disagree. Good. I think 10 out of 10 effort. effort low? Execution maybe 6 out of 10. No? You started it with the whole Ricky and Keel, Matthew McConaughey, Conaghy, whatever. Okay, let's get out of here. The uh, hard line is next. We'll see you tomorrow at the Hot Shots in Fenton.